What's up, guys? We are now a good bit into this week as far as the WGT closest to the whole challenge goes. This week, it is a bit of an easier hole, so we already have some pretty close shots. So make sure you're doing your best to get in close if you want to win this week's reward. Just to recap, you can win either a free DNBR shirt or a gift card to a local restaurant. To enter, all you have to go do is go to freewgt.com to download load this game and it's a sweet golf game where you can enter our competition by going into the game to the closest to the whole challenge this week we're doing pebble beach hole number four so remember that's to select the pebble beach course go to hole number four and you should be all set just get the closest to the hole you can on that one once you've done that go ahead and take a screenshot and send it in to us either on twitter or at info at vdnvr.com to enter and then at the end of the week we will pick a winner for that free shirt or gift card but more importantly you need to be doing this every single week because at the end we're going to have a grand prize of tickets to an abs game or a free jersey it's going to be sweet i cannot it emphasize yeah emphasize this enough that the opportunity to win free abs tickets or a jersey if you're out of state just by entering you don't even have to win a week to get it aj i know you got it inside like three feet on this one so i'm gonna have to come back and, and beat you on that my best is three feet so yeah i uh, actually got uh i was playing it again a little bit this morning and i got one uh 1.77 there you go it's only like a 24 yard shot or something so you got to stick it close if you want to win this week yeah. again you can go to freewgt.com to download the game and download it on your phones this is a mobile game we didn't do it correctly last week but this week we specifically picked a course that you can get in on on your mobile device and play this course and this game right on your phone anywhere anytime if you're on the bus you can just pop this up and try to get it in the hole to win the week all right yeah freewgt.com closest to the hole pebble beach hole number four let's jump into the show and cole gets another good righty and another right by cole a left by cole this time tipped in front by mika rentinen he shoots and scars Nathan McKinnon, Cole J, T, Comfer, 877 goes now. Gabriel Landeskog, collective hugs, 29 and 92. See me by Grubauer. Move over, Picasso. This piece of art is by McKinnon. My goodness gracious. <laughs> Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by The Green Solution. You can visit any one of their Colorado locations and use their express checkout to get in and out in minutes. You can also reserve online before you go at mygreensolution.com and use code DNVR20 for 20% off your entire purchase. I'm Nathan Rudolph. He's AJ Hayfley. We are sitting here after the Avs shut out the Winnipeg Jets 4 to nothing. And Adam Werner. Wow. <laughs> what was that? I, where did that come from? I have no idea. I mean, this is, this is, I love, I love talking about the romance of sports, right? This is the stuff that keeps you coming back. Like, these are the nights that you remember. 
the ones that you don't expect to have coming in. You know, uh, they asked me on uh, the, the Denver Sports Pod today for uh, a prediction. I didn't give one because I don't do that much anymore, but it would not have been this. Uh, <laughs> Adam Werner, I mean, what what was that? What I, was that? 40 save technical shutout on the Winnipeg Jets in his first ever NHL game, which he comes into as the backup and has to jump into 30 seconds in because Francois gets run. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's just talk about that real quick. Uh, did you have like a problem with that? I saw that there were some people that felt very differently. I don't think I have as big a problem as some people do, but I do think Shifley made zero effort to get out of the way. I thought he was appropriately punished because of that exact thing. He didn't make any effort to get out of the way. And you want to sit here and tell me that 180 pound Sam Gerrard so thoroughly dislodged 240 pound Mark Shifley. Get out of here with that. Come on. Like that's, that's nonsense. Uh, I, I, I think he put him in the path of it and uh, in the path of Franco's and Shifley made no attempt to move off of that line and was totally fine running into him. Uh, I thought Riker's entire take about fighting was completely insane. Yeah. Um, not don't buy that at all. But if, if, if that was the case, why didn't you, why didn't they also run the backup goaltender to put in the emergency backup who looked mortified for the 10 yeah, seconds just they put him on television. Terrified deer in the headlights eyes yeah. on him for sure. And like looked like he was having the time of his life in a, Oh God, I hope this, I don't have to actually go out there and play <laughs> kind of way. I hope, I hope my name does not go down in the record books as giving up seven goals. In an NHL game, because I yeah. I, I got thrust into action, you know the the entire concept of like you know the fighting deters running goaltenders is it's crazy pants. It made no sense, and I I don't know where he was coming from with that. So entertaining first period. I mean, Francois gets run. Um, you know, hoping for the best for him. Uh, honestly, that was it. I mean, he looked like he was out. I mean, he goes back. He Goes into the net hard, goes down, and and then has to get helped off. Naturally, Bedner hadn't talked to any of the trainers. Uh, no update on him after the game. Yeah, I mean, Shifley clearly got him in the head pretty good with his body. And then yeah. he kind of fell, his back hit into the post. And you're right, he, he did look out, but I don't know for sure. Well, I mean, obviously... Losing Francois, never a good thing, but... Yeah. Uh, what happened I'm, after? Wow. Yeah, Adam Werder made the, the best of the opportunity for sure. I think this was very, very indicative of the best that Adam Werner can play as well. Obviously, he's a gigantic man, and he uses his gigantic body to take up a ton of the net, <laughs> and then he has a good glove to throw on top of that. Yeah, we saw we saw a little sass with the glove tonight, which is always fun. You always want a goaltender that kind of feels himself a little bit. You know, the confidence is huge in that position. Uh, and then on top of that, we did. We saw he was able to make a couple of saves just because he got real long legs. And, you know, you could I, – I thought the rebound control was a little bit iffy, but – 
for a guy his size, he's a pretty athletic goaltender, but he doesn't really have uh I I don't think he's got like much in terms of like raw quickness. Yeah. Uh, I, right. He has to read the play at a high level. And what I was most impressed by tonight uh was the pucks through traffic. Pucks coming from the point. Never looked phased, looked very, very con- confident and comfortable with where the pucks were coming from. Uh I I was very impressed with his puck tracking uh and how Yeah. I loved him on the PK. The PK especially, because the Owls were getting shredded by the seam pass. They it was so weird. They looked exhausted on the PK. Like there was no no movement, no, no anything. Nothing happened. They just they just let their rookie goaltender get shelled, and he said, All right, I'll do the damn thing on my own. And he did. Yeah, and, and that's where that reading the play comes in as well. He would get across on those seam passes very well, but also wouldn't get caught cheating either. He was making the saves he needed to, respecting the shot, but also able to get across. Absolutely. Uh, he was he was fantastic. And when uh, Patrick Line put one off his dome and then it looked like Line A was just going to cry. <laughs> where he was just, it was just he was just like. I did not come back to North America for this. Like, mm-mm. I'm out. <laughs> that that was when you knew. You were like, this is awesome. Like, this is this is a fun night. This is a night to remember. Uh they they are experiencing something special tonight. And you know, we'll we'll always remember when Adam Warner did this thing. Whatever happens from here on out, you know. We'll always yeah. remember the the one time Adam Warner came in, made forty saves on the Jets, and then LOL. You know that he, hey, right? You never you never know. Reto Barra made forty saves on the Jets back at the end of the 2014-15 season, and that shutout win was the reason why they drafted Miko Rantanen. Sometimes things just work out, huh? Yeah. So I mean, exactly, exactly, and. Warner deserves all the hype in the world right now. I don't want to take that away from him, but I will give the downer side here. And that is, you mentioned it. He's not a super athletic guy. He's not going to be extremely quick across the ice. And it's not uncommon. Once there's a book on that guy, the issues get exposed quickly. Tomorrow's problem. Yeah, very true. Tomorrow's problem, man. Not even don't care about it tonight. There's all there, right. we got a whole we got a whole day off to talk about what's next and all of that for tonight, man. Adam Warner's night. No doubt about that. Forty saves in your first ever NHL game. What a can we just I just want to rail against the NHL stat tracking for a second. Give the man a shutout. Right. That's Pablo, he played Pablo 50. Did not see a single shot on net. Give the man a shutout. He played 31 seconds. Give him a shutout. Don't give him the shared shutout stuff. This is that's total nonsense, man. Total nonsense. I, give Adam Warner an official shutout, not this team shutout. He I'm made every single save. One. He played. He played all but thirty-one seconds. He earned that. That's his shutout, and the NHL should give it to him. It's essentially. I don't see how it's any different than what if the Avs had gotten a delayed penalty against Winnipeg and, and kept the puck for 40 seconds while Werner sat on the bench straight up. What's How the is that any different? Yeah. What's the difference? If, if like puck drop, you know, 
the 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 center at the, the the face off at center ice to start the game. They commit a penalty. Goalie goes off the ice for 31 seconds. Then they touch the puck. No difference. Right. Would have been exactly the same as far as Werner is concerned in, in his playing time. So I'm going to call it a shutout. I don't care what the NHL says. It's, I make up my just, own rules sometimes. It's, it sucks that he does not get that little one next to his name in that the, he earned. In the record books. That yeah. he earned. 100% earned. I can understand like the, the first shared shutout in Avs history. Varley made 30 saves. Bernier made three saves. Okay, they both contributed. That's a shared shutout. I totally get that. Not like this. No. Adam Warner made every single save. He should get the shutout. It's nonsense that he has to share that. Well, either way, I think it's safe to say we're both feeling the worm. Hell yeah. (laughs) So we'll go ahead and and jump out of our our first break there because a 40-save shutout is definitely a reason to have a couple of drinks. So it's time to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery as the official beer of DNVR. They are the original Colorado beer established here in Breckenridge in 1990. Tonight, you know what? Adam Werner strikes me as an IPA man. So let's talk about the hop peak there. Floral, citrusy, a little bit sour, but obviously the hops are the key flavor in their hop peak IPA. It is one of those very green beers not going to lie, not my favorite type of beer, but even you will catch me drinking these hot peaks just because I honestly love Breckenridge Brewery. I have yet to come across a beer that I don't like, and even the Hot Peak IPA fits into that category. AJ, I know you're not much of a beer drinker either, so just trust us on this one. The Hot Peak is, is a good IPA. You should have heard us talk about it on the uh, the draft pod to podcast today. Yeah, are they IPA guys? Oh, no. It was... It was definitely uh, spinning some wheels in the salesmanship. All right. Well, it's easy for me to sell Breck Brew because, like I said, it's legitimately good beer. You can you can drink it at any time, or at least I can. You can look for it at your local liquor store, Davidson's, anywhere else you find your beer. And be sure to check out the DNVR Breckenridge event calendar for our latest events. We have Breck Brew at almost all of them. I'm not sure when the Avs next watch party is. I think the next thing is the Nuggets live pod slash watch party at Blake Street Tavern, which should be a great time. That's one that I really want to try and get out to. I'm going to do everything I can to make it to that um, whenever that is. I haven't looked at the schedule, but barring it being exactly next Thursday, uh, I will definitely be there. All right. So it's probably next Thursday. Is it seriously? I think it is the 21st. Yeah, yeah, that's the day. That's the damn in Minnesota. So AJ won't be there. I will I not be there. Will. I will be covering the wild game. So, oh, I guess there's a Gavs game. So I probably won't be there either. Just kidding. Darn. None of you guys should be there either. Don't go to that. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a Nuggets fan, go to it. No, honestly, go to go to it because at Blake Street, they'll have both games on. Oh, yeah, that's true. They'll have plenty. So you can have Breck Brew, you can hang out with the Nuggets crew, and you can watch the Avs probably win. Everybody wins. Really? We're going, we're already going to give them a probably win. Despite all the injuries and everything else, the the, the fifth game of a five-game road trip, you're that confident? It's Minnesota. Come on. (laughs) All right. 
I'm down with it, man. I just <laughs> the NHL is so unpredictable. Adam Warner just gave us a 40 save shutout. I am believing in weird things tonight. I have faith. I have faith. Either way, this has gone off the rails. We will be back with segment two in a second. Second segment of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by The Green Solution. I'm Rudo. He's AJ. We have talked about the best rookie in this game. Mm. And you're not going to hear this often, but Kale McCarr was the second best rookie in this game. And that's saying something because Kale McCarr was absolutely dope in this game. Kale, I mean, golly, Kale McCarr, man. What, uh, what can you say? What can't can't he do, really? I mean, I've been Why? calling him a four-dimensional being because he just moves in ways that people can't understand. Uh, honestly, he does. He he separates and does everything that you're not supposed to be able to do as a de- as a defenseman. He's a freak of nature. It it's truly I he had been playing a very good game, had a post before his goal, and then he just like creates space and walks into the center of the ice and snipes. And it's like, did that actually just happen? Like, is this real life? You know, he did it, and I literally, I just LOL'd. I was like, okay, dude. Like, (laughs) we've seen so many things from him in the last week that that was just like, I mean, you just kind of shrug, and you're just like, all right, guy's a freak. Like, We get it. All right, dude, you're taking over the world. We see you. You know, 18 points in 18 games. All right, we get it. You... Unbelievable, just an, it, un, just an unreal talent. And when he puts it all together, it's going to be nasty. But very quietly, his defensive game has started to along. really pick up. The, yep. the, the gaps, the reads, uh, the aggression in attacking uh, in attacking the puck, denying zone entries, it, just in 18 games, it's leaps and bounds better than it was on opening night when he looked really shaky. How how much of this is a confidence factor for him? Because his confidence has clearly skyrocketed through the past ten or so games. There's there is no performance enhancing drug as effective as confidence. Very true. It, it's hard to argue with that one when you're on top of the world and you're stepping up to the plate. I say this because I played baseball as a kid. It, you know, you already know you're going to get a hit. Yeah, there are times. I I already know. I watched Adam Werner do something awesome tonight. I know that I'm waking up tomorrow and I'm going to go do something awesome to start my day in honor of Adam Werner. There you go. I just know it. I've got full confidence that I'm going to I'm going to do something great. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be memorable for me and I, maybe it changes my whole life. I have no idea, but it's going to be great. <laughs> and it's all because I watched Adam Werner do something great and now I've got the confidence. I'm feeling it. I'm like, got this. It's going to be great. Confidence. All the way. Kale McCars got the confidence. And boy, I'll tell you what, between him and Sam Gerrard, it's a good thing they're confident because the rest of the D has got me a little concerned with the shakiness. Obviously, Adam Werder didn't care Dude. because he bailed him out left and right. But mm. Eric Johnson, what you doing? Straight up, just that, turning pucks over left I and mean, right. I have come to really appreciate this form 
of EJ, this version of EJ. Not tonight. Bad. Just bad. Yeah. Gerard too. Just bad. I didn't think Gerard was that bad tonight. Uh, I I did not. I didn't think he was. I did not think he was good. I thought their puck control. I think they're they. It's you know what's killing me about the Zavs decor is that every time they find a pairing that works, the other ones break. Yep. Graves and McCarr looks really good right now, and Gerard and Johnson I think have not been good for a while. Not not together. You know, they, maybe one of them has a like Gerard was great against Columbus, uh, but EJ. You know, I, I think he's been has had his good games, but they seem to come at the expense of Gerard having a bad game. And <clears throat> you know, the vice versa, whatever. Point is that that pairing hasn't played well in a long time. And Graves and McCarr has been a nice little revelation, uh, with Graves, you know, being kind of all over the board at even strength, but a really solid uh PK guy. I, I, and then, you know, with Cole and Barbario, I mean, you're talking about, okay, well, these are just the guys that we have left over at the moment. You know, those are your rotational guys. You know, Zadorov comes in. We've seen both Cole and Barbario get a healthy scratch. We've seen Zadorov get a healthy scratch. Those are all your third pairing guys. Um, and Graves is honestly, Graves is more of a third pairing guy. He's not a second pairing guy. And that's, you know, I, I, I never, I always want, want to mention that that's not like a knock on him. It's okay that you're not a second pairing guy. It's just that that's right. the reality. Yeah, it, it's a bit unfortunate. The one guy that can push for potentially second pairing level and all that mix is Zadorov, who is now hurt. Right. And we've seen, you know, <laughs> all of these guys struggle with penalties. Both Bar- Barbario and Cole struggle with penalties. Each took a penalty tonight. Yep. Zadorov, when he comes in the lineup, struggles with penalties. You know, but we we write Zdorov's penalties off because, you know, 30% of the time they're imaginary. They're simply <laughs> for him being big. Yeah. And we don't nobody ever says anything about how real or cold or barbarios. We all just assume that they're right. You know, you I don't I know yeah. I certainly I will say I do not scrutinize their penalties as closely as I do Zadorov's just because of the way that they've been called. Definitely true. I just because they, of Zadorov's reputation, I'll say. Right. And, and you know, I, I take a look at some of them individually. Barbario's the other night against Nashville when he yelled at the refs about how small Grimaldi was, I think was a bit questionable, but. It's pretty funny, though. It was. It was amusing. Certainly. He's so small. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you're right that certainly every single penalty with Zadorov, everyone is taking every single camera angle and being like, well, if you look at it from here, he wasn't technically tripping right. over whatever. But. And like, they give it the Sapruder film kind yeah, of, kind exactly. of and you're just, yeah. you know, and, and it's just like, okay, like whatever. It's just is what it is. But you know, we, the, the point is, is that it doesn't matter which guy is in there. They all have the same problem. Like those are the guys that are that are hurting them, and and a lot of it comes from broken D zone coverages and scrambling to try and come up with something, scrambling in a in a panic or a desperation take a penalty. You're not seeing those guys take neutral zone penalties, you know. You're not seeing those guys do anything except panic. And although I guess the one Barb's took the other day where he just ran into a guy at the blue line when it should have been yeah, an ice thing where you're like that was that one what? was a penalty. <laughs> Yeah, weird. Well, it was it was mostly just like well, that's I guess okay that was weird. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like that's you know that's kind of my point is that this defense 
it's it's got so much upside, but it also feels like it back to back games, 40 shots against, you've got to tighten it up. And too too often we come down too hard on just the defenseman for defense, which is a team concept and a team job. But really the defense right in front of them, it just has not been very good lately. Too many scoring chances, too many high danger chances, and that's primarily on defensemen. Uh, right off the top of your head, don't look it up. Which number is higher? Kale McCarr's point total or Ian Cole's penalty total? Penalty minutes. Uh, Kale McCarr's point total, but I bet it's close. Correct. McCarr has 18 points. Ian Cole has 16 penalty minutes. Okay. I, I will. The only reason I, I had a chance there was because I've been doing the Nikita Zadorov has you know, penalties in all but three games and, and that. Yeah. And so I I thought it was only fair. I do the same thing for Ian Cole. Uh, and so I put that tweet out tonight. So I happened to look uh, gotcha. at his, at his actual penalties. And the thing with Cole is that he's had seven games without penalties and six games with penalties. But I think three of those games, he's taken multiple penalties. Yeah. He, it feels like more than three. He has a little, yeah. two penalties a game. It feels like too often to me, but you know who doesn't have a single penalty minute? Rookie Kale McCarr. That's who. Uh, does Gerard have one yet? He does have one. <sighs> That's too bad. McCarr, the always injured Colin Wilson, and <sighs> the two call-ups and Magna, Magna and Tynan are the only Avs without any penalty minutes. That's nice. I suppose uh, goalies too. But. P.S. Jason Magna doesn't need to be here. Yeah, I we can we probably won't get into this conversation, but they called up Logan O'Connor. Why not play him if you're going to call him up as an organizational player? He's on his ELC. That's someone you can consider a prospect. Play him. Yeah. True. I mean, I watching Jason Magna and I'm like, look, the preseason can't continue to carry this far into the year. Right. It's and. Look, if you're going to give him a real role, something to do, fine. But playing eight minutes a night, it's better than the four minutes he was getting, but it's still a role that is pretty easy to fill by just about anyone. Yeah. I and Logan O'Connor at least fits next to Tynan, and that, that's a lot of speed right there. And Magna's not really that right. guy. He's more yeah, of O'Connor just fits hard. that mold much, much better as to, well, we don't expect much out of you, but just go be fast and cause chaos. Right. And again, I mean, we're, you know, Magna played eight minutes yeah. tonight, and that's picking largely nits. because they were, they were up. Right. You're picking nits big time when it, yeah. when it comes to this type of thing. The Avs yeah. won this game four to nothing. So Vlad, Vlad Kamenev, good again. Kamenev, he was solid. He, I think... A little bit lacking compared to the last few games for yeah, him. Yeah, not as engaged. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but, but really liked it right late in the game. He took that. He took the shot that almost almost trickled in over after yeah. hitting Hellebuck over the head. The yeah, are due for one of those too. I was gonna, I was gonna laugh him. and be like, four games in a row. He has a point. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I honestly um, really like. Uh, the way that Kamenev's game is kind of coming along. It's very subtle, um, but starting to feel a little more consistent and love that, love that he'll shoot it. You know, it, it broke a guy's stick, but wound up big time on one of those power plays uh, and, and 
was not shy about bombing it. And I like I love that, man. I love that. He was also 80% in the face-off circle. Don't know how many he took. I think it's four or five. Um, I believe it was four or five. Last time I'd looked, that's what it was. So you take those. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and like if that's gonna be your depth guy that comes in there and just homes along at eighty percent, like okay, great. <laughs> what am I gonna say? Right. What am I gonna do? Complain about that? Like, come on. So we've we've talked about Adam Werner. We've talked about Kale McCarr. We'll we'll wrap up segment two here as as these are the rookies. But to do the things that goalies do, I honestly don't know how they do it. I think their knees are made out of rubber. So it's time to tell you about Denver Rubber Company. <laughs> Denver Rubber Company oh, is the man. most reliable local partner for your long-term projects. Since 1972, Denver Rubber Company has provided the highest quality of products from custom die-cut gaskets, molded rubber, to custom contract manufacturing, and custom hoses, maybe custom knees for Adam Werner. I'm not sure. You'll have to ask him. And guess what? Snow is starting to become a lot more regular around Denver and this local area. We've already seen a good amount of it, so you'll need a Denver Rubber Company when it comes to anything snow plows. DRC can cut to size and pre-slot most snow plow rubber. The blades can be cut to any length and slotted for mounting to your exact specifications. We went over to their warehouse a while back now to check all of this out. They pump out that rubber like clockwork, man. I mean, the, their machines are constantly going, pumping out a bunch of pieces at a time. It's really crazy to see just how efficient that these machines can get over there. Remember, Denver Rubber Company custom makes it all, and you can purchase products for yourself and, of course, buy bulk at a fantastic rate. They're a family-owned business with loyalty only to the people, just like us here at DNVR. Be sure to call them today for any of those snowplow needs, custom gaskets, hoses, or honestly, if it's made of rubber, they probably produce it. You can get to them at 1-800-259-0010 or visit them at drcfirst.com slash DNVR and let them know who sent you. Third and final segment of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by The Green Solution. AJ and I are just having a grand old time as the Avs won for nothing and involved in every single one of those goals was just some kid named Nathan McKinnon, who turns out pretty good at hockey, scoring four points in the game has actually tied him with Matt Duchesne for sixth all time in abs scoring. So life comes at you fast. Yeah, it goes so, so quick. McKinnon did it over 100 games faster than Matt Duchesne did, but he's realistically McKinnon will almost certainly catch Paul Stasny this season and probably will catch Alex Tangay too to move into fourth all time. And then it's like a 250 point gap to Peter Forsberg, but still McKinnon has already making his mark on the franchise. Uh, I mean, his assault on the record books, man, we've talked about it. Yep. Like, Straight up. It's, it's happening. It's real. The fact that he's already, he already passed Landis Cog was like, okay. Yeah, and he has eight points in his last three games. That'll that'll climb boards quick for you. Right, and and like, you know, I think I was looking at it the other day, and I was like, oh, he's only like 600 points from Sackick <laughs> in Av's history. Like, he's only, I say that, and it's like, oh, 600 points, LOL, but like, he got here 10 minutes ago. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> at his current scoring rate, 
by the time he's played as many games as Sackick, he would be second on the abs. He would have passed Hayduk. So, yeah, uh, I, I mean, insane. his in his career, McKinnon is. Keep in mind, okay. What's crazy about me about about this when when I mentioned this is that you keep in mind that he had four years of like just really like average scoring paces. Yeah, and he's at a point nine points per game pace in his NHL career. It's just it's insane it's what has happened with him is crazy man it's honestly it's it's nuts that he goes you know he was he had 63 points in his rookie year and that was his best through four years and you know he's 12 points right now he's 12 points away from passing his sophomore season which is just insanity (laughs) it it really makes you wonder (laughs) what was going on with some of those teams right like if you one and like you just you just look at his raw numbers you look at the power play goals you look at the power play points you look at everything else and you're just like what happened between year four and year five that turned him into godzilla i don't think you and i fully agree with this take but i think we both believe it had something to do with it and that's the exit of the man that he's now tied with and matt duchene yeah it 100 percent played a role and i've got a number of tiny little anecdotal pieces of evidence that mckinnon just wasn't quite himself he was not 100 yeah. percent comfortable in his own skin until duchene was gone and that sucks because duchene would have been the perfect running mate for him honestly when Duchesne left, that was the first thing that they, you know, that they, the, the thing that they struggled the most to get was, was Matt Duchesne. <laughs> you know, was, was the second guy behind him who's not quite elite, but very good and can go out there and get you a lot of production. You know, and, and with McKinnon, we talked about it this year coming in. I said that what I wanted to see from him was the smoothing out of the scoreless streaks. You know, he opens the game, what what was it, 13 straight games, 14 straight, 13 straight games, I think, and which yeah, he scored points. And then he goes, scoreless, scoreless, four points, scoreless, four points. All right, that's one way to do it. Yeah. It, if your longest not scoring streak is two games, yeah, you're a superstar, straight up. And, and like, you go back and you look, okay, when did all these injuries start happening? And you you look at his shots on goal, you know, 12 shots on goal against Dallas, four against Arizona, eight against Dallas, 10 against Nashville, four against Columbus, six against Winnipeg. The guy, the guy's just gone off. Yeah, he's <laughs> with one shoulder is Kale McCarr and the other shoulder is Nathan McKinnon carrying this team right now. And, and apparently Adam Warner's back tonight, but <laughs> right. It's well, and it's like, it's like. The devil and the devil on each shoulder, man. Dude, good luck. <laughs> there's no, there's no angel here to counterbalance any of that. All you have, yeah. are, all you have, are problems. Yeah, they're coming Going against for the you. Zach's team because the the thing that's made them so dangerous since they ended that that losing streak. You know what? What were the big problems in that losing streak? Was that they just weren't that dangerous offensively? They were trying to find combinations of some of their guys, and it was taking them some time with you know, with injuries and like, they've continued to lose guys, 
Right now, we don't know what the status of Tyson Jost is. He might have broken his nose late in the game. You know, people were tweeting me asking me if Kadri got hurt at the end. I didn't see anything. Bender didn't say anything after the game. We'll have to find out later on. You know, they who knows? It looked like Ian Cole got shot halfway through the game tonight. Like <laughs> the injuries have just continued to add up every game. And obviously, Francois is is one that you could definitely add to the to the infirmary list. They're missing seven guys right now from their opening night roster. I mean, it's crazy. And they're making it work because uh, Eunice Donskoy, career-high 14 goals, has nine already. Matt Calvert, career-high of 30 points, has 12 points. The guy's just rolling. Everything is just... It's just working, and it's, and it's you know, it's centered around McKinnon, which really just belies that he's a special player, that he's an elite player. But then... It's it's the other guys who are finding ways. You know, Kale McCarr ascending to God status faster than we expected. You know, Matt Calvert has 12 points. Matt Nieto has nine points. Nazem Kadri has 13 points. Burkowski has 12. Dodd-Scoy yeah. has 14. Like, all of their depth scoring is up across the board from last year. And the elite scoring from McKinnon has just continued. Without Landeskog, without Rantanen, it took some time, obviously, but they they answered a five-game losing streak with a three-game winning streak, almost singling that out. It, it just has been a bit of a revelation because even through the losing streak, McKinnon understood that he needed to step up and take more shots, and it took the Avs a little bit of time to find someone that was going to click with that. And, and Matt Calvert says, oh, McKinnon's going to shoot the puck 15 times a game. Cool. I am going to go dig out every single one of those. Well, when you look at the play he made tonight on the goal with the uh, opening in the third period. The little, yeah, the 13 seconds in, the chip back to McKinnon. The little yeah. one touch where McKinnon, it looks like McKinnon's expecting him to put a backhand on it. If that's Miko Rantaner or Gabe Landeskog, that's a backhand shot on net. But Calvert's like, you're better shooting, and you're better shooting this than I am. Like, let's come on, let's be real here. And he just one touches it back there. McKinnon doesn't waste any time. All right, you're gonna give me you guys. I'm playing on a line with Donskoy and Calvert. They're just gonna feed me pucks. All right, I'm gonna shoot. He had 92 shots on goal. Kadri is yeah. second on the ads right now with 41. <laughs> It's what game eighteen, yeah, ninety two. So McKinnon's on pace for like four hundred and thirty shots this year, or something. It's dude, it he and obviously like you expect that to come down of when course. when he's the other guys come back. But yeah, shots a game. <laughs> he's on pace for four hundred and nineteen shots on goal right now. That's insane. And huh? he led the NHL last year with three hundred and eighty five. Now these are not like Ovechkin numbers. Ovechkin had like six hundred shots on goal one year. He was seriously averaging like eight shots a game yeah. in his like, like Ovechkin has all those like he he owns all the shots on goal. But you know, you look elsewhere. <sighs> McKinnon has just taken over, and the other guys are finding ways to chip in around him. You know, you look at you look at their shots on goal leaders. I'd be willing to bet you most people could not guess the top five guys with shots on goal for the Avs in this season. You want, to take, you want to take a blind stab at it? I just gave you the top two. Yeah, he gave me McKinnon and Kadri. Yeah. I would guess Makar. He's third, and he's tied okay. for third. Hmm. 
Burakovsky. He is tied for fifth. Hmm. <laughs> Boy, that other one's fourth would be tough. Donskoy, maybe? Donskoy is one behind. the. He's sixth, but he's one behind okay. the two guys tied for fifth. Jeez. It's going to be someone weird like Calvert it or is. something. Calvert's fifth yeah. at 33, yeah. tied with Burkowski. <laughs> 37 shots on goal. Fourth is Tyson Jost. There you go. Tyson Jost, as many shots on goal as Kale McCarr. Wild. Would not have guessed that. Right? And this is the thing, man, is that the process from these guys around them. You know, JT Comfer has eight points in, in 15 games, but I feel we could all agree that it's been a little bit of a disappointment so far for him. Yeah, very up and down. You know, we for a guy that we think has legit 20 goal potential for him to have two goals through 15 games, uh, just a small disappointment. You know, you add one more goal to that total and you're probably feeling relatively fine. Yeah, 15 as a floor kind of thing. Right. Like that kind of pace is is fair enough. But right now, you know, he Pierre-Edouard Belmar has more goals than JT Comfer. So does so does Matt Nieto, Matt Calvert, all these guys do. Yeah, he has, Matt Nieto he has, has as many, many goals, goals as Ryan had all of last year. So <laughs> Right. Like it's it's just that's just the way it's it, gone for them this it, year. That's how they've survived these injuries. Now, now that they've kind of turned it around a little bit, you know, they win one game and it was like, okay, but now they've won three in a row and, you know, an 0-4 and one stretch. They've now gone three and oh, like they are on the right side of that again. That's a winning streak, as they say in major league. Yeah. Lou Brown knew what he was talking about. <laughs> so what do the abs have propped up in the, the locker room then? Uh... Well, during that Nashville game, it was a picture. It was a cutoff thing. It was a pull-off thing of Matt Duchesne. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But after after that, I I mean, who knows, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's probably it's probably a blown up picture of that grainy ass footage they used to call offside on Landeskog. <laughs> Every time they they get a win, it moves Landeskog like an inch closer to the blue line. <laughs> Maybe it moves the blue line an inch closer to the bench. <laughs> There you go. Of the bench door. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget uh, <laughs> how you turn tragedy into comedy. You well, there just you go. Wait. We got to laugh at it eventually. Too true. All right. Well, uh, another great win for the Avs. Great final, win. final thoughts on Adam Werner, Kale McCarr, Nathan McKinnon, or just the Avs scoring from everywhere. I mean, you know it'll dry up again. They'll have like a a one or two goal stretch here where, you know, they're and then it'll be the world is falling, you know, sky is falling, the world's over, and everything is terrible again. You know, Thursday night in Edmonton is going to be very interesting. A much improved Oilers team, uh, kind of. I mean, like a an, an Oilers team like Colorado started very hot. I'm very curious to see how the Abs handle the McDavid Drysital two-headed monster and what kind of response McKinnon has because McDavid has traditionally just dominated the avalanche. Honestly, I can't wait though. Even if the abs get rocked in that game, it just makes for such entertaining hockey. I mean, you want to know 
You know, you you want to know this is this is what you want to see how your guy does against the other guy. It's it's all it's all fun in games watching them go up against Derek Stepan or something and like, you know, you eat them alive. You know, tonight embarrassing a, a Jets team that you know is is really struggling with the, its identity and its culture right now and on ice is just very a disjointed unit. Lucas Pizza is in their starting lineup. Right. So. Like he like in watching him like work Luca Lucas Pizza and uh you know Neil <laughs> Neil Pionk and the like. It's just like like yeah, it's fun to watch because you're like, nah. Everybody's been on the other end of that, right? But like you want to see the superstar matchup. You wanna see what McKinnon and McDavid do. You wanna see the game of horse. You wanna see what McCarr does. You know, you wanna see a McDavid McCarr going against you know one guy going coming down the ice against the other and you're like oh man this could it's, be awesome it's that hype factor yeah. like the abs used to have in the golden age it's like oh man lindros is coming to town lindros versus forsberg right. or eiserman versus sackick right. or whatever and the next couple games you have a little bit of that you know they do that and then they go mckinnon versus Pedersen. you know and the abs going back to the scene of that crazy 7-6 game last year and then they've got Johnny Gaudreau after that, and you know, and then they have Minnesota. Yeah, and then there's Minnesota, which is why I said they'll probably win. <laughs> True. I'll give it. You to can you. hold me to that one. I'll do something. I'll wear a silly shirt or something if they lose it. Yeah, we'll have to. We'll have to get you something. Yeah, something. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Make me wear buff stuff. Go CSU. Yeah, we'll make you. Oof. That just just feels cruel. (laughs) All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Another fun one for the Avs. I guess we'll be back tomorrow. I think we're doing our live show tomorrow. So we will be back live. Are we not? Uh, I guess I guess we'll have this conversation in a few minutes. We sure will. We'll be back with the podcast one way or another tomorrow. As always, thank you for listening, and you will hear from us then. If you live in the South Metro area and have been looking for top-notch customer service, extensive beer, wine, and spirit selections, and unbeatable prices, look no further than Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. You won't find a more varied inventory anywhere else. Don't just take it from me, guys. This is Michael, and he's been shopping at Davidson's since they opened. The thing I like about Davidson's versus the competitors, it has a larger selection. And if I am going to buy Spirit, then Davidson's is usually my first choice as well because just of the size of the selection. I also like the extensive selection of some hard-to-find items. But that's not all. Every department is staffed with highly trained specialists who can help you find exactly what you're looking for. I've always found the folks that you chat with to be knowledgeable. I've chatted with the spirit staff about different bourbons and different vodkas, and I am always chatting with the wine staff about different things and saying, I like this, what else do you have that's similar? Particularly when I go to non-U.S. wines, I find them extremely helpful and helping me find something I'm looking for. What are you waiting for? Head to either of their locations in Centennial or Highlands Ranch and follow them on Facebook to stay up to date on their latest specials.